It's episode 1,108, and it's The Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me once again from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What's happening? Just down the road there, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. And from Los Angeles, California, our newest cast member, you know from Social Club Misfits, it's Marty. Yeah. No, that's not I, the one. Not. We'll work on next week. You're it's closer bad. every week, though. It's bad. I closer just went to New York, week. and that's I heard that, and I thought I could do it. I can't. I don't have the same confidence that they Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listeners, you don't know what a treat you're in for on this show. Not only do we have Need to Breathe coming up and, and great content planned, but Derek Miner is a part of the show because wow. he was supposed to not be because he had a dentist appointment today, and then all of a sudden he just showed up. And wow. chill out. Didn't what happened? <laughs> Let's hear. Let's hear. What? Why, why are you here? Why are you here? I was a dentist. We're listening, Derek. We're ears open. Because I'm, I'm here because I'm irresponsible <laughs> and unorganized. That's why I'm here. Do tell. That's why we're all here. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask yeah. you if? Yeah, that's yeah, actually precisely. our <laughs> Derek, can I ask you if this is how it played out? You walked into your dentist's office, um, went to the front desk, and the moment that you realized that you were there on the wrong day, you just said something like, you know, I just wanted to kind of scope the office, map out the route, so I'm not late on Monday. I, I noticed I go right over there. I, you, you guys really should tell me they're doing road work. Good thing I mapped this out. Is when Michael uh, Scott and, uh, yeah. went to New York for his job interview for the promotion, yeah. and he was there yeah. on the wrong day, and he was like, he played it off that he was just in the neighborhood. What, what was the interaction like, Derek? Well, I'm sorry to let you all down, but I just checked my calendar, and I looked at it, and I said, oh, there's not a dentist appointment here. And I said, well, where is the dentist appointment? And it's on Monday. So. There you go. Sorry, I, I had a similar experience a few weeks ago. I was so excited all day because I had I was going to a concert that night and like finished work, got changed, did like put my makeup on, got ready. And then I was like, let me map out where I need to go. And so I pulled up the ticket to see the exact address and I was looking at it and I kept thinking, hmm, that's not today's date. It's a full <laughs> week later. And so I was like fully ready to go to a concert. And then I just ended up staying home and making who, myself. Who dinner. was it? What concert you were, we were going to see? Marilyn Manson, uh, you so, said? No. <laughs> it's Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Emily she loves absolutely. Taylor news. Swift and Marilyn Manson. Those are her two favorite. Those those words did not come out of my mouth. No, uh, it's a local artist. Her name's Charlie Adams. She's really cool. So cool. I would highly recommend. I, I One time it was when one of the clocks roll forward or back. I can't remember. It, either way, I showed up an hour early to church. Mm. Usually it's the hour late, but and I showed up an hour early. And someone thought you were just early. real holy or something. <laughs> and at that, point, at that point, I had a decision to make. And that decision was either, either I sit here in the parking lot for a full hour on Sunday morning and then go in, or... I go back home and it kind of counts that I went yeah. because my intention was to go. I'm thinking the same way as you, Jesse. I'm thinking the same like, thing. The point, like, mm. it, it kind of counts. was made. I went, but what it, it was, I got, it's a, I got a lot to do today. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't, I, I was factoring in this extra hour. It counts that I went. Is it wrong that I went home and counted it? No, it's not. <laughs> no, no. It's your fault that nah, the church you, didn't you give you there. the announcement on their stories. That's the issue. I know. 
Yeah, that's there. It's also that's, your that's fault really for not them. looking at your phone or your watch or like why did how did you not know that the time had changed? Like I, in this day I, and I, age, I can't recall the scenario. <laughs> I, I honestly can't. I just know I was an hour early. <laughs> uh, you know, it might have been a combined service. Either way, I was there an hour early. You know, in and, your defense. Any daylight savings time, I'm and I'm very. Yeah. I want it gone. It's, you need to adjust. I think it's silly. You need to it makes no point. It makes yeah. no sense. Anymore. I am a part of the group yeah. that wants it abolished. So now Every I will say this: you'll hear Congress talk about it. Like, yeah. oh, maybe we'll vote yeah, to abolish I, they it. They do it just to like tease. Just excited, they don't do right? it. Just, yeah. Just and it makes now, so I will bad. say this: I Ukraine I've defense on... bill, so now we're never going to get it. Dang <laughs> it! Slip it in. They're always trying to slip it in the wrong things. Dang it! I just want it. Earmarking. Yeah. The new budget. I, I yeah. have to, I have been on the other end where I show up an hour late, and I'm also like, well, this counts too. <laughs> so uh, we got a half hour here. Maybe breakfast. I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. Like I haven't been on time to church. I'm only like two songs late. That's my typical. Mm. It's like I, I come in on the second song maybe, but I I'm never on time. In fact, we were on time uh, a few weeks ago, and my son like like made note of like, I don't think I've ever seen the lobby, you know, like before service, because we always just walk through. Yeah. Um, but I am the person who kind of judges, because we always sit in the back. And mm. so like, I see people who come in late. I don't get the people who show up an hour late. Like, like why come? Yeah, There's only shock. like 25 minutes left yeah. in the Still service. Counts. This is the thing, I don't know, honestly, I don't know. It's a whole family. You couldn't, you couldn't have came to my church, because... My church growing up, the musicians would be late. Mm. <laughs> like, we just start yeah, singing. Yeah, but y'all had church for like we, four hours, though. Yeah, I mean, right? I had church for four hours, too. We, Latin church is crazy. We start singing. You start yeah. singing, and the organ player is playing, and all of a sudden, the drums just enter into the song. Like, you just like, where did it come from? Like, the drummer is coming in. He's adjusting his cymbals. He's tuning his snare while the organ player is playing, and we're singing, and then, boom, now it finally rocks. Or the bass player. So all of a sudden, you get a bass line on the third chorus. It's like, dang. Latin people, they came in on time, but it still was four hours. The only difference is the musicians afterwards would smoke weed in the parking lot soon as church, you know, worship was over and then they'd show back. It was crazy. Everyone was out. Everyone was outsourced. That's why we were just outsourcing. Uh, we're outsourcing. So check this out. I, I thought that black people went to church a lot. And I thought that black people went to church for a long time until I rented a studio or a office space above a Latin yeah, church. Yeah, no, no. It's no joke, man. And. In my mind, I'm thinking to myself, I miss it. okay, they're probably on church, you know, let's say Wednesday, Sunday, or whatever. But mm -hmm. this church was literally there every day. And it wasn't there kind of there. I'm talking about it was in full Tambourines force. Tambourines are out. Tambourines were out, and it was a small building. So, like, I couldn't record anything. All I heard was speaking in tongues. <laughs> In the back of my rap verses, you know what I'm saying. So I was like, you know what? It, it's just not cool. You were anointed. Well, it's not that, the top. That's the thing about going to like a big evangelical multi-site church, especially where they have like the head pastor kind of hopping around all Sunday morning across town because they got a hard yeah, out. Yeah, they do. Each service they has do. a hard out because he's got to be over at the they other do. one. You yeah. know what I mean? They That thing is, that's a tight ship and everyone's, it's a hard 90 minutes, you know? When yeah, I, Bishop I grew Walker up, here in Nashville. Bishop Walker preaches five times on Sunday. Oh my goodness. Wow. Good for him. That's amazing. I, I grew up, I grew up AG. And and our typical services were ten thirty in the morning until one. There were two and a half hour services yeah. every every Always. Sunday. That was just normal. Then if he goes past one, you're kind of going, you're you're messing with our lunch. You know what I mean? 
But now my church is like an hour 15 tight. I love like, it. What, what's wrong with, I like it. I, I don't like I church like taking too. over the whole day. I love. That's what it, I'm saying. But like, why were we used to two yeah, and a half hour services in the 90s? Hour okay, services. And five hour services. Like and Derek, we would, Latin church was like that. Because we were, because we, we were more holy. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's what I would say to this. It's, it's the, it's the biblical literalist, like the fundamentalists who go all day long. But here's what I would say to them. Go read the Sermon on the Mount out mm-hmm. loud, because if you believe this is the word for word, what happened? Which, you know, that's about uh, five to eight minutes. This. You can read that whole thing in about five to eight minutes from the greeting, from him so greeting you're everyone. Jesus' uh-huh. example of what a sermon is, eight minutes, a tight eight. I'm, is, I'm is saying his Jesus first one. Fluff. I'm saying that's his what first one. He didn't fluff. He just got to the point. Yeah. I'm saying read his first one out loud and start a <laughs> clock and see how long. I'm, I'm not I'm not making any comment about it. I'm just saying that's an yeah. observation. So anything over eight minutes is unnecessary is what you're saying. So any I'm saying it's on Christ. No, I don't. I'm no, I'm I'm not saying anything. I'm all I'm pointing out is we have a scripted sermon and it and it's not. It's not over 40 minutes, much less about six. I never really had a preference for like if it needed to be a tight 90 or if it could go three hours. Like I've been to churches where it does both. The only time I ever cared was when it was my Sunday to work in the nursery Mm. because Mm. I always wanted it to be the 90 minute. Like these kids are screaming, crying. I've, I've already changed them once. Come get your kid versus like the churches where they'll, they might go a little bit longer and it's like, all of these children are screaming because there's so many of them. Yeah. See, our uh, church, church got, they were just screaming. Yeah, yeah. The there was, uh, I was about to say okay. with Derek, exactly. Our kids were in the service, yeah. so they're screaming. It's like an airplane, you know, like we're all on it together. They're behind us screaming. Yeah. It's bad news. And, and then and then you get it. Tr- so imagine this. You're going to church from 9 in the morning to 2 in the evening. Uh, yeah, that's how it was. 2.30 And then out. I'm getting in trouble for falling asleep in church yeah. and I'm it's 9 tra- years yeah. old. I'm like, yo, why are you mad at me? I don't even know I don't even know what he's saying. I like, And, and she's been speaking in a language I've never heard for 30 <laughs> minutes. And, and I, I, just, I, I love when they do like the Benny Hinn thing and they're like, Pastor Benny, this man had no feet and now his feet are grown. And like, those were my favorite. Latin church would always have that too. They're like, Pastor, this guy had a, you know, he had a missing eye and now his eye is back. And they, they do that at the end of the service. So they preach. Then they have like miracle hour. I don't oh, know if yeah. you ever had that. Uh-huh. That was, it was like uh-huh. Sunday night. You're like, oh uh-huh. my gosh. Oh yeah, See? the 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 the, oh, the, line. Where the oh, pastor the was line. sitting in yeah. the front, and then you come up and get tell prayer. testimonies and stuff. And, and the, they tes- fall out. Yeah, and they use like a blue and blanket and, and they cover the girls. They cover uh-huh. with a big you blanket. Put the, you put the, the modesty like cloth. The modesty cloth, cloth. A, a little olive oil. Why not? You know. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, I feel like a lot of churches have gone to the TED Talk yes. sweet spot. You're about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes. You do the little illustration. You know, you you, 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 you cite some Malcolm Gladwell <laughs> study. You tie a couple Bible verses in, you're out. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the formula that a lot of them now. do now. Just straight up TED it. Talk. AG yeah. is like on the money. You're in and out, hour and a half. You're going to get great worship, great sermon. And you know what? You're headed to Cain's, you know, to get some chicken. The end. That's the that's what I'm saying. Like I go to a, a charismatic church now, AG? still, and 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 uh, no, it's non denom. Um, but the the great worship announcements and a full sermon, and we're yeah, in and out an hour fifteen. Moves quick. So I'm like, what 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 were we doing for two and a half hours? Other than worship, that's why announcements. 
the egos. <laughs> there was always a special yeah. song. I remember that. Our service was so long that like kids were in it for the worship, and then they dismiss. To go to kids church like at the middle point of the service and because yeah. kids church was still an hour and a half like who's preaching that long anyway i just I know, know my stepdad took a lot of smoke breaks and you know we were pentecostal so it wasn't like baptist baptist you were allowed to smoke pentecostal it wasn't no it wasn't no smoking so it's like he's he's back behind a building smoking for you know he was he was struggling man we were all struggling yeah, we were all struggling I, emily we all struggling. emily you grew up baptist what was your service experience because we all uh, yeah, i would uh, assume is different I, than what you had i will be honest i am shocked to hear that baptist can smoke because that was not i missed i missed those long uh, services Derek. Oh, i miss them i missed the four no, hours i mean unless they were I, smoking i shouldn't notice it i guess the it's, first, the, it's, it's it, i guess it's a certain type of baptist because you know uh martin luther king was baptist yeah and they do cigars all my reform friends like that's like a point of the religion like they use to like make people want to join hey you could do cigars I'm like I don't do this. I don't smoke cigars. But all my reform guys are like Martin Luther. He smokes cigars. I'm like okay. I don't know, but that's like a selling point of the religion. You can smoke a cigar once now, now and then, and have some whiskey if you're there. It's crazy. We. I mean, I grew up charismatic. I could not do anything. I was not allowed to house until I was 21. Yeah, fact. I was. Fact. Yeah. My, my stepdad. My stepdad's family literally said that going to the movies was a sin. Oh, it's rough. Oh. Wow. My my fa- that's old school AG Pentecostal. That's my my parents yeah. upbringing. Po- Pokemon. They, my mom still doesn't go to movie theaters. My 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 aunt only went to a movie for the first time about ten years Whoa. ago, and she's in her eighties. Road trip with Tom Green. It was like one of those Christian movies, like Soundproof or Bulletproof, whatever, the Fireproof. Fireproof. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things. She went with her church, and like it was a big deal that Rosella would be the movie best movie for her to see for what the first time. What yeah. if it was a, what was it? Yeah, yeah. I would, that's what, what was exactly like I was there. I was thinking that. I was like, what would be the best first movie for someone to see? It'd probably be, yeah. you know, it was, uh, you know uh, uh, yeah, John, John Wick, Wick 3. She's in the middle of it. Fireproof, and she went in the wrong theater because she didn't know how it worked, you know. She's she, like, she, yo, she, Jesus is out here killing everybody. Like, Jeez, <laughs> she's like, she she went to the first thing that was playing, Hangover Two. Believe it or not, <laughs> she loved it. Loved it. Didn't really so, understand the message, but I love how we're all scarred by church. But we're not scarred. We, we all scarred. have like sto- like our we're own like story of like, oh my god, yeah, this 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 service was long. It was short. We all have like a little story. I love it. I just can't figure out as an adult now, how, like we have a full service. Like I don't, how, how did it take twice they as long every week? You cut the fat, bro. They yeah. like, we used to, to sing, sing like eight That's songs, true. bro. Like, it worship was like, has gone smaller no, for sure. Banding. Worship has definitely gone smaller. Mm-hmm. Worship has turned. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, like I grew up in a church that, like vamping alone would add probably 40 minutes. Like we sang that verse. Like seven times, like we're circling. Like when you think a song is ending, yeah. boy, it is Reprise. just getting started. You mm-hmm. wait. They will. They will take. They will take a four minute song and stretch that out to to fifteen. If they're singing to, to "Shout 20. to the Lord," oh god, it's a wrap. Shout to the. They get like they pump themselves up with momentum. Shout to the. It just keeps getting crazy. Shout to the Lord. It's bad. It's bad. And then we're singing Donald Lawrence Ooh. songs. So there's like four modulations. Se- that's a seven in minute song. <laughs> Take it up. They start testifying in the middle of the song. It's like minute five. It's all. You see, when I yeah, when I was young, had us in church for about twenty minutes a song. You start telling a story in the middle of it. Well, 
When I was young, the Lord told me. At some oh, point, yeah. though, at some point, though, a lot of churches figured out it was like a warning track in baseball, like when you're getting close to the fence, like the the, the texture changes, so you know it's you know the fan, the warning track for for hey, don't worry, as we're wrapping soon, is the keyboard player yeah. starts tinkling oh, yeah. a little yeah, you know during it. the sermon. That means that means you're gonna you're gonna be out of here in about you, five minutes. Did you yeah, guys memorize playing. like the language yeah. of the band know. when they're like wrap it up? You know, they do one of those like you just. I'm like, yeah, he's doing the hand thing, like they're just wrapping it up. You know, that was my favorite. Now, see, it's different for us because if the keyboard player or the organ player started playing, you got about 45 more minutes because <laughs> that means the pastor about to ramp up. You start throwing music behind up. Like, no lie, there was pastors that would not preach unless you had an organ player wow. at the crib and they had to be able to go to dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. They got to be able to play the parts that would ramp the crowd up. Good, like, if good. you couldn't do that, I want to go to church here. right now. Out of here, fam. <laughs> See, we we have three services in the morning, and the first one's an hour, and and the other the middle one that we go to is an hour and a half, and then you got the final service. The final service, I love that one. You know what I mean? So like that, I'll go to that. Uh, See. To me, we're already starting at twelve thirty. I ain't going open ended on. I, I, my pastor's amazing; he'll go open ended. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, I, they they trimmed the first one down to an hour because I asked them what they cut out because I'm not going to the early service. Uh, they said they cut out the announcements, uh. so they 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 did they do that one to be shorter. But we're an hour and a half. But you because of thirty minutes on announcements. I don't think they're warming up the crowd. You know, they warm up the crowd. They warm up the crowd announcements. Ladies, where are my ladies at? That's 10 minutes. Ladies, all right, we got a women's meeting next Friday. You know, that alone is 10 minutes per announcement. Right. And that, but because we have three services, there's a a monitor in the back of the auditorium with the countdown clock. It's in red. Cohen. My my kid like keeps his eye on that clock and he's like elbow me damn pastor's going over he's like two minutes over look at that you know like dude we didn't have a countdown clock when I was growing yeah. up you need to so yeah. now we sit where my you church has that it, too you know? now and I I don't think they've ever stuck I to love the church. time and that's fine I don't Never. mind it but I'm always like oh we definitely already hit that and it's what? like we just started the first verse of a new song so we're gonna be here for a few more minutes. Well, I'll tell you what could shave off some time is these motion graphics packages that now play <laughs> yeah. before sermons and announcements. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. the men's retreat, I got I got a montage yeah. in like 3D graphics that look like it. We're playing it's you know preempted Sunday night football. It's like, dude, <laughs> this could have been handled just on the website. Could have been like, you know, the, the, the church is employing a motion graphics artist that does like just big dramatic sermon intro like packages. You mm-hmm. know, and then and then yeah men's retreat announcements uh, uh, stuff. My church is like an hour. Like Mosaic in LA, we're about like an hour and like 20 minutes the most. But the worship is, um, it's just pure worship, pure message, pure altar call. Get out of our building. We have another sermon coming. You know, like there are five services. Like you gotta go, you gotta go, 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 go. Like they let you go out one way while everyone's going going in through a different way. It's like a, it's like, you know, when you go to Tower of Terror and they're like, all right, you need to get out because we have more people coming in. That's Uh kind of the vibe. Like I said, we have a great show in store for you. Uh, Need to Breathe is coming up. Uh, We also have your feedback at the end of the show. But stay tuned right now. Up next, it's Relevant Buzz. Hi, 
This is Cohen Strang. Right after they recorded this episode, my dad actually lost his voice, uh, which means he can't record the transitions, and I get to tell you all the song names and introduce the guests. So with that said, you're listening to uh, Two Door Cinema Club. The song is Sure Enough. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for Relevant Buzz. All right, tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week, Emily. Yeah, uh, we got some super exciting news. Nate Bargatze, one of our favorite comedians, is starting his own family-friendly content company. Oh, uh, wow. What's he going to be doing? Um, so it's called the Nate Land Company, um, and he shared that um, he's just starting something to feature a lot of comedic content like stand-up comedy specials sketches scripted content for film and tv podcasts music lots of different things um and the first thing is he's dropping a series that will be available on youtube um just highlighting a lot of up-and-coming comics um that are oh, cool. in family friendly which is not always a big genre in the comedy world <laughs> it is unusual for a clean comic to be as funny as he is he is that uh, man well gaffigan and si- you know yeah. Sa- seinfeld works clean yeah i don't know that they're uproariously funny nate is yeah. uproariously funny yeah, yeah. I, yeah. there's yeah. definitely there's definitely clean comedians but yeah i think to be as big as they are and it seems like while you can find them there's not as many so i'm excited to see kind of he's in the world so he gets to bring in like hey i know these guys and they're funny and you should like kind of lift them he's up. Be doing scripted stuff too they like for tv and all that you said yeah, yeah, they're working on a lot of different Sweet. products projects. Mm-hmm. Good for Nate, man. Yeah. He, that dude went from obscurity to being one of the biggest, if not the biggest comic working right now. Maybe yeah. Hart is bigger. It's but. crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, this guy is I, hilarious. I love this guy. Oh, I see, I see him on TikTok yeah, yeah. all the time. He's blowing yeah. up. And and we had him on the pod years and years ago, right after Cameron, you and I saw him at, uh, was it at, at a South by, uh, comedy showcase yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since then, yeah, I, I got to see him recently and, and, and chatted with him a little bit after. And I think he is like surprised as anyone as of like this, <laughs> like, wow, you know, it, it's just how big he's gotten, but he, mm. he's, he's never really changed. He's always kind of stuck to the same routine. It's almost like culture mm. caught up to him him a little bit because i feel like there were like there was so many people just got burned out of like all right here we go some sizzling take about cancel culture yeah. or whatever you know what i mean where yeah. it's like it's like it's not exhausting comedy to listen to it's just like self-deprecating everyday situational comedy which there's mm-hmm. always an appetite for like trends change when it comes to you know social issues or politics or whatever you know and I, i'm not saying that stuff doesn't have a place in comedy but nate bargazzi's funny because it's just relatable yeah. self-deprecating right. he's hilarious like, everyday stuff you know? you're never go- you're never gonna lose as a comedian if if you're never gonna run out of material if you're that's okay right. with making fun of yourself and that's all he yeah. does is make fun of himself you know it's yep. like yeah. a Seinfeld it's good. Good. It was- look more like a superstar yes. in my opinion because you look at like him without the beard 
And like, okay, things were good. But when he had that beard, things changed for him. I really believe it. <laughs> it's like Jack Harlow. The beard changed <laughs> That's everything. Right, the beard did it. Look at him as a little baby. Look at him now. That's it's funny. different. It's different. That guy's hilarious. My parents, uh, they also became Christian when I was born. And everybody's still Christian, but I got them when they were the most Christian. I had 80s and 90s Christian parents. Well, that's the most Christian you can ever get of the Christian. I think Jesus had more fun than I did. <laughs> I was not allowed to watch anything. I mean, when, the, when they made The Simpsons, it was like, I guess they're just showing R-rated TV shows now. <laughs> All right, what else is happening? Um, switching gears a bit, uh, we do have to talk about a report that was released by the U.S. Department of Education this week. Uh, Liberty oh, University. Education in the United States. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this might not go where you think it is. Uh, Liberty University has been accused of fostering a culture of fear and silence around reporting sexual violence oh, within wow. its campus community. To, um, to, it's not good when the government is calling you out. Yeah. For, Yeah. 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 So um, for the several years now, um, some different things have been coming to light um, that survivors of sexual assault at Liberty have shared that they faced kind of further harassment or just dismissal from university officials um, when they went to report what had happened to them. Um, and in 2021, survivors actually filed a lawsuit against Liberty that was then settled in 2022. Um, but this year, the Department of Education began investigating whether Liberty complied with the Clary Act, which is a federal law mandating mm. the reporting of crimes that mm. occur on campus. Um, so they've been talking with officials, both high and low. Um, and there's, it's still an ongoing investigation, but they've released a report of what they found so far. Um, and they've determined that Liberty did not comply with this act. And in fact, multiple officials, including a former university president and senior administrator, were part of the leadership to help keep sexual assault wow. quiet on campus. It's a very messy situation. Again, it's still ongoing. Um, they're still looking into it. But, you know, just these findings alone are obviously a cause for concern. Is this from like the staff or is it just any sexual situations that have happened on the campus from like student with the student, staff with student? Like is, is, is any specifics as far as it, it, it's I, it doesn't um, it doesn't matter. But I guess right. I'm trying to under, I'm trying to understand the logic. Why as hide to it? Why? why? Why cover it up? Yeah. yeah. That, why hide it? Like and the university did respond um, again. They can't talk about it too much because the investigation is still going on. But mm. the current president, uh, Dondi Costin, has said that they are committed to ensuring compliance is met. So they didn't. The, well, some people are trying to read between the lines and saying, you know, he's not denying that it happened, but he's also not affirming that this is what happened. He's just saying right now we are committed mm -hmm. to Good. doing the right thing moving forward. So, yeah, mm -hmm. Liberty's had a. Yeah, they had a couple. Had a I'm like trying to figure out what, when's the last time I heard about them. What <laughs> and happened? I'm like, oh, yeah, happened? yeah, yeah. It was the boat situation. <laughs> boat gate, right? Really? Like, do you guys remember Boatgate? Oh, yeah. Okay, we're not, I know. Cameron's yeah, going to yeah, cut this yeah. if I start talking we, about it. So let's oh, just yeah, move we, on. <laughs> He's already no, cut no, 30 minutes out the last it, episode. Uh, I heard it. Blackwater, no, Black, yeah, Black Pool Boy Water Gate. Jerry. Pool Boy Gate? Blackwater, Blackwater yeah. Jerry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we, uh, we yeah. unfortunately had a, Are you we kind of helped break that, that night when that 
that photo got posted of yeah. him and that was his pants guys? undone with the woman that won his wife and all that stuff. Did you guys have legal? Yeah, we recourse? posted that the next morning. Like, uh, I remember losing. We had an ad deal fall through, uh, a substantial one. I re- I recall. I I, I that Liberty was... used to be a big advertiser, <laughs> and then and then we kind of called out this wow. behavior. Seems say, very in strange. Our defense, it wasn't and on us. Yeah. <laughs> no, Liberty's still uh, one of the top ten largest universities in the country. Private private schools. I love a lot of the musicians that I work with come from Liberty. I mean, like Enzo, D- Derek, you know Enzo. A lot of these guys yeah. that come That's from Liberty, all of them. A lot of these, like eight yeah, of the new sure. of the Christian artists, mm-hmm. like eight of them. They all came from Liberty, and they're all so talented. So yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of good designers have come out of Liberty. Like we've hired. I mean, it's did it DC it's come from Liberty? Yeah. Yes, yeah, they did. I used to go to basketball camp there. The best basketball camp fight I ever saw, and I saw numerous ones. And that was at Liberty University. It was great. They got hands over there. It was great, huh? It was open handed, which made it like it wasn't like a lot of pushing and shoving. It was five slaps. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. there's nothing oh, more disrespectful. A man slapped another than man. Seeing, than seeing a, several open-handed slaps, and, and, yeah. and the other oh. guy couldn't move. He was seated, and he was just stunned, <laughs> just stunned. There's nothing more yeah. disrespectful than an open-handed slap, much less five in rapid succession. It was it was great. That's my favorite liberty. Pop 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 pop. And the guy's sitting there like, ah, ah, ah. Oh, <laughs> did he hit? He did he too. slap him back? Did it turn into a little slap fight, tickle fight? No, no. People pulled him off. Oh, it, it, oh. The people who weren't laughing, you know. Um. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's the last thing? What else do you have? Um, yeah, we're gonna end it on fun light note. Uh, Please. Maverick City Music is coming out with a new album at the end of the month. Um, but today they're dropping a new single from the album called Yet. So here's a clip of it. Here it is. That was yet uh, from their upcoming album, The Maverick Way. The Maverick Way. October 27th. Not the Jesus Way. The Maverick Way. Cam had to say something. See, Cam, you being a hater, bro. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) They should call it the Way Way. You know, he is the way. This is the Way Way. way. All right. Uh, There you go. Check it out. And they're uh, going on a tour. (laughs) They announced a tour, too, at the end of the month. Hillsong brought songs, like worship songs, back to like three minutes. And then Maverick was like, nah, we're going to go back to six and seven minute songs. So if we have to blame long church services, might be Maverick now. That's a short. Upper Room. You ever seen Upper Room? 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. 20. I love them. They're my favorite. Upper Room's my favorite. 20 minutes. minutes I'm like, the whole drive is one song. They're like the Grateful Dead of worship artists. They just kind of yeah. noodle around for a while. You know? They're like the jam band. Like if they brought, you know how like uh, Grateful Dead brought out John Merrick so he minutes, could like noodle yeah. around on songs for like 15 minutes. It's the same thing. You could see Upper Room doing that with like Phil Kiggy. You know what I mean? Just like, just weird. There's, yeah, we're just kind of making it up. So just do whatever, man. All right. That'll do it for. <clears throat> Relevant Buzz. Stay tuned up next. Need to breathe joins us. I need a lot. I don't know a lot, but I know enough to follow. God brought me from the days when I would move for dollars. Still hard to trust.
trust when I see the plan is hollow. When it come to prayers, God, I know I need a lot. Yeah, I need a lot. When it come to courage, I need a lot. When it come to faith, I need a lot. When it come to grace, I need a lot. You're listening to YB. The song is a lot. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Our guest today is Bear Reinhardt from Need to Breathe. They recently released their newest album, Caves. Emily talked to Bear about his favorite songs in the album, the artists that inspired them, and more. Here's part of that conversation. Are there any songs in the album that you're like specifically excited for people to hear? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot. Honestly, I, I, I really do genuinely love the record, um, which I don't say every time. I, I think there's a song, Temporary Tears, on the, on the record that really um, it feels like I could have written it when I first started. Um, I think you learn a lot about the craft of songwriting and, and in some ways it gets streamlined. You know, it's like songs become more about the structure than the the actual thing and and that song is like that like it I, I remember playing the demo to the band and them being like i don't know maybe it's okay i don't you know it's just it, it's an emotion more than anything and in the, the way it turned out when we all kind of put our weight into it and then had fully Vance thing on it um i'm just incredibly it's just a moving song to me it's i i would play it you know at my funeral in that way um so i'm excited about that dreams is it will be the big focus track when the record comes out um it's the song I wrote with Judah from Judah and the Lion. And I've been a, he's been a buddy of mine for a long time. And I've kind of watched their careers. They've been coming up and, and he told me a story. He called me one night. He's like, we're going on tour. We maybe we should write a song. I was like, yeah, definitely. You know? And he goes, I have this story that you probably don't know. When I was 16 or 17, he saw us at, um, at Cannery Ballroom in Nashville. And he was like, I literally went home and was like, I'm going to make a band now. Wow. And so, that kind of blew me away. You know what I mean? It's something that I've known him for a long time. I didn't know that. And and he was like, what if we wrote a song about how it's kind of a dream that I'm getting to go on tour with you? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's, that's a heavy, you know, um, but humbling and, and awesome and all those things. So we wrote a song really thankful to our, both of our audiences. I think that's, that's something that like any band needs a lot of grace. And if they've, if they've made nine albums, um, you, you get lost along the way. A lot of times you make tons of mistakes. Both of us have incredibly loyal fan bases that really care about the records that we make and live their lives to them. And so that, you know, the last, the line in the, in the chorus is fools like us are only here to prove that you make dreams come true. Um, and it's really kind of that it's like, I can't believe we're, we're in this big band. We're like, we're both rock stars. And how did this even happen? You know, like it's, it, it feels ridiculous to us in a lot of ways. Um, but we're so thankful for it. That's why I brace myself every minute Try to hold on tight for a good ride Fools like us, that's all we need to prove You make dreams come true You make dreams come true 
was really cool and like just like a really cool like full circle moment for both of y'all um to be able to have that uh out of curiosity was there like an artist or a band that inspired you to get started in music yeah there were several for sure the the, the biggest inspiration of the people think it's funny when i say but like I, I was i was playing music i was in college I was playing more like I was into like Toad the Wet Sprocket and I was like acoustic kind of college music mm-hmm. at the time, you know, and, and I went to see a buddy of mine asked me to go and I honestly didn't know. I knew like a couple songs and it was the Black Crows. Okay. <laughs> and they, yeah, they were on this record called By Your Side, which is like, you know, just a straight rock record, like not a lot of songs, just like rock and roll. And I had never seen a real rock and roll band. And, I, you know, you don't, you don't see many anymore, to be honest. Um, and I just the, literally the next day I went and bought an electric guitar. I was like, I think this is what I want to do. Um, so, yeah, I think and that still is an inspiration. That's something the band listens to backstage and of like their live records and things like that. Um, the the swag and sort of commitment to the old school rock and roll thing is 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 still awesome to me. Um so yeah, I think that, and, and there was just, there was a lot, I mean, obviously Switchfoot was a band that we saw that was like, we we're like, maybe we could do this, you know? Um, especially the first couple records where I was in high school and it was like, you know, it was actually musically intricate, those records were, like the bass playing on the records. I thought Tim was like insanely um, underrated as a bass player and, and the melodic value that he added. So yeah, we would like break apart those records and then, you know, and then then I would say Arcade Fire is probably our number one influence in terms of, especially like Neon Bible, that that sort of time um, is probably what we bring up for like the visceral response those records have and how over the top and dramatic, like I joke that's like almost meatloafish kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> immediacy, you know, like that, that I think we bring that up in the studio a lot. Interesting. I love all of those bands. So it's very interesting to see that like those are the ones like inspired you um the black Rose, was that the first concert you'd been to or what was the first one no i unfortunately had been to um to see carmen when i was a kid uh many th- was that your first yeah, concert was, was carmen probably <laughs> which uh you know went without without uh not wanting to go it was one of those <laughs> things. I, I mean we were like you know uh, my dad was a preacher they were very conservative they're not now but they were then in terms of like you can only listen to christian music it was like a very and we had this one little christian bookstore in our store in our town that had demo tapes in it you know mm-hmm. and so like if i can only listen to this these i'm gonna try to figure out the stuff that's like you know the coolest to me and i would just spend hours in there after school listening with the little headphones on. <laughs> and you know it was stuff like tourniquet and all these like even even there was like a really cool alternative time with Christian music where like Prayer Chain and 77s, all, all of that kind of stuff was like, it actually was really great music at the time. There wasn't there wasn't a fit for it. So it was kind of like uniquely its own thing. Um, and yeah, a lot of that stuff was very influential. So I, I saw shows like that, you know, early on. Um, but yeah, probably one of the first. I did see James Taylor when I was in high school. My dad took me because I learned to play guitar and that that blew my mind i mean in the way that you're like i could never do what that guy does like th- this that is so high level that's yeah. unattainable black crows felt a little bit more like maybe we could do this yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
That was Need to Breathe. Make sure to check out their newest album, Caves. It's out now, and stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback. Listening to Cherry Glazer. The song is Bad Habit. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus' growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. All right, it's time for your feedback. Last week, uh, we we asked you, uh, what are some of the most memorable and or awkward things you've witnessed in public? What were we talking about that prompted this? Uh, Jesse watched mm. someone get kicked out of a Little League game. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the walk of shame. Welcome to welcome Little League. Little league. Oh, this, it's great. Welcome people are still, Little League. Guys, people were still talking about it on this Saturday. Like, it was, <laughs> we were do still any, excited Do you have any Little League that. updates that we need to know about? Oh, I mean, like, like uh, <laughs> we could do a whole separate pod on, you know, th- th- people getting yelled at for smoking in too close proximity to the dugout, though. Uh, um, like I said, the big talk of the league was still how the um, you should have seen the umpire walk in this Saturday. Like he knew everyone was talking like that's the guy right there. Chest out like, oh, yeah, don't mess with him. He will. He will shame you in front of every. He won't just kick you out. He'll say something awesome on your way out like an action movie star. You know what I mean? Like it was like a Schwarzenegger you need to make him a shirt. Yeah. You need to make him a shirt that says like, welcome to Little League. It's like it's like in Commando where where Schwarzenegger like kills the guy on the plane. He puts the blanket over him and the and the, and the flight attendant goes by. He's like, my friend's just taking a nap. <laughs> that basically was his action movie, you know, finishing line. It was Wait, fantastic. I, forgive me for not knowing, but like there's a real movie called Commando. And going commando meaning like you're going pants. Oh, this was nine. This was the eighties. The Arnold Schwarzenegger commando. Yes, I love that but, movie. When somebody's going commando. It's because yeah, they're pantsless. But no, this was before no, that. <laughs> commando was he was an actual commando in the city blowing stuff up with bazookas. I don't it's remember awesome. a lot. I just remember he had a bazooka. And did he shoot it in the mall yeah. or something? Like yeah. it was like something crazy, bro. Like there this was a lot of this mall takeovers. Arnold Schwarzenegger, bro. Like this. <laughs> This is top of the line. Well, how, how did Arnold. the phrase "go in commando" movie, turn into what end. it is? If I'm commando, just no, it's not true. That never happened at the end. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was saying. Did something happen in that movie that <laughs> made this a phrase? Anyway, all right, you hit us up on Twitter slash X at Relevant Podcast and uh, told us some of your most awkward things you've seen. Here's a few of our favorites. <laughs> Jeff uh, Gentry said he was recently at a wedding where the bride's dad got up to make a toast and uh, evidently had clearly taken advantage of the open bar. She said after 10 minutes, his daughter finally got up and took the mic from him. 10 minutes is a 
Yeah, I'm telling you, a two minute, a two minutes is a long toast. I don't know, if, like if you watch the clock, like thirty seconds, like is wrap it up. Okay, we get the idea. Yeah, ten minutes is is pretty unbelievable. I would have the best wedding toast I ever saw. It was literally it was the best man, and you could tell he overthought it because he brought out a homemade sock puppet halfway through and started having a conversation and had a whole ventriloquism routine. That was maybe five. Ten is a very long time. Jesse, I remember the wedding in Portland that you uh, helped him see the mm-hmm. reception for. It's fantastic. Yeah, it was great. You were very funny. The, uh, the do you remember though when the friends and family took over and started doing the toast? They went, yeah, it, dude. It was like it was. It, it, they were butchering it. It we, was you know, like two hours. It felt like we it were was trying, like, I was trying to work that room. I, I was warming. <laughs> they they killed the vibe in the whole room. I know you could work a room like that, Jesse. Honestly, like it's all personality. Uh, he was great. They killed yeah. the whole vibe. I, I this, they they killed the whole vibe. My buddy, totally killed my best friend, he's Nigerian, and uh, his way family's like super cool, but he married a, a, a girl. She's awesome. And her family's very like religious, super religious. So I did the toast. And I was making fun of like Latin people and nobody, it was just like a hundred people doing this, like really upsetting me. So I know that I was like, I was like, I love being married to a Latin woman. It's worth every bullet in my car. The Nigerian people started laughing. The Nigerian people were like, <laughs> and then the, the Mexican family on the side was like doing one of these. And so I was like, let me, let me wrap it up before no. the cartel kills me. Okay. I uh, just want to say, I love everybody. Let's get out of here and let's leave. It was oh. like that. If the person doing the toast starts doing crowd work and just yeah. starts pointing at it's random over. cousins, it's yeah, over. that's when you're like, okay, this is going to get ugly. This guy knows. I don't know <laughs> what that is. Right. Talking no, about. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. The, wor- the worst Ooh. thing about this wedding was it was like, you know, people were partaking. And uh, I-, I don't think that they had a clear plan of who was going to toast. It was kind of like, if you feel led to come mm-hmm. say something, blessing the couple, come on up, grab a mic. Mm-hmm. And people were loose. It was very much at the end of the night, and it was just like people kept coming up. It was just like stop. Yes, and and up. that's why church that's was four hours testimony. long. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Pastor Benny, this guy had one eye. There, you know, man, no, <laughs> there was, for us it was different. My sister was on crack, and she's not on crack no more. They, My cousin was, was yeah, oddly. Sorry. That was also what they were saying at this wedding. It was really weird. Yeah. yeah. There was one guy who <laughs> who had come up with, and he had like a laptop, and we're like, "Oh boy, here we go!" And he had hung up, and he put up like a slideshow, and the slideshow was like Bitmoji, like oh, a whole, no. and and you could tell within within about the first ninety seconds, it was getting zero laughs, and it was like, "No, he's committed. He's doing it. He he prepared a whole slideshow through. thing, yeah. and yeah. and it was it was pure pain the that whole time. Yeah. And I'm someone who loves cringe, but this was pure pain. Yeah. All right, there's a few more. Let, uh, uh, Karen Daniels me? said she used to work at a retail store and she said, I'll never forget the man who accidentally knocked over four mannequins in the store. I've never seen someone leave a store so quickly. That that's <laughs> tough. Like uh, you cannot recover from that in any way. Do stores still use mannequins? I'm trying to think. I'm assuming this, this oh, yeah, yeah, they but still anyways, do. Like I assume he probably just do. tripped and fell. And then, but it's like, you know, they're all standing close together. Like all the mannequins are close together. So it's like, <laughs> you true, it's like dominoes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Believe it or not. Okay. So actually I went to the mall for the first time in Florida this weekend and Florida malls are, they're empty. And then when you go to California, the malls are packed. The mall culture is still alive in the West Coast. 
So like it's exciting to go to the mall still. It's just like that. But over here on the East Coast, I don't feel like malls uh, are we have it. it's outlet stores out here for us. I think. Yeah, we have a interesting dynamic because we have so many visitors. Right, seventy five million visitors to our city, and so like the malls that are down on the southern half of the city are packed, booming, and it's all tourists. Mm. And literally, like, um, and the outlet malls and the malls, like, there'll be a lot of uh, 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 tourists from South America that literally bring luggage with them to the mall because it's cheaper for them to yeah. fly yeah. to Orlando, do all their shopping, yep. and then load it up and fly back than it is to buy those things in Argentina or wherever. Are so you it's kidding? Like, is it uh-huh. just because yep, of the tax? Right. No, they sell suitcases in the mall too. There's suitcase stores. You just buy it there, then go oh, right wow. to it. Yeah. yeah. So That's our crazy. malls are packed. Our, That's a our Latin malls America are packed thing, too, but it's sure. all yeah. international tourists. Right? Right? Yeah, Millennia, Florida Mall, like all the. Yep. Yeah, I used to work there at Nordstrom. Are you serious? It was rough. Yeah, so when I worked at Nordstrom, I worked for Nordstrom for 10 years. And so I was in HR. I was started becoming like a higher up. And so I would have to go to different stores. And Orlando, going to Orlando was like the toughest situation. Always packed. So many people. But whoever worked there, people never returned. So if you worked there, you would cash out because people would take off the tags and stuff and then throw it in the bag, right? Throw it into the suitcase. And they're out. They're never going to see you again. So you sell like 10 grand with one person and you made that money and they're not going to return it. The difference being in Miami when they're going to wear the outfit and then return it on Monday after they wore it three times. Right. It's just different, right. different culture. Different right. culture. Exactly. The Miami girl wore the outfit yeah. and then wore the shoes to the yeah. club and then, you know, got mustard all over her outfit. I don't know how because she had a hot dog after the club That's and then returned math. it on on Monday. It was rough. It was just different. Yeah, I had a, hom- I had a homie that would put tape on the bottom of their shoe. Like, like, like. To tape. return it. And, yeah, so. At the club? <clears throat> yeah, so the bottom of the shoe the had tape on it. Yeah, bottom of the shoe had tape on it. Yeah, they call it gum mm-hmm. shoe. You collect the dollar bills when you're walking. <laughs> what no, kind of club are you at? Get like $400. Oh, not that kind of club. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm from Miami. This is my mind. All right. Well, there's more where that came from. If you want to check them out, go look at our replies over on X. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, at the beginning of the show, we were talking a lot about our church experiences growing up and and kind of how it's so different now. Church seems to be so different now. Uh, and that looking back, there's a lot of weird, not weird per se, but I mean, just like, you know, we took things as normal that we now see quirky as unusual. Stuff, a lot of so we want to know yeah. your yeah. church quirk experience, like something that your church did growing up that you now are like, huh? Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and anywhere else you see us post the question on social and we'll read our favorites on next week's show. Church Quirk. I remember one time I visited a storefront charismatic church, literally a storefront. It was like a strip mall mm-hmm. and yeah. I sat in the back and didn't like it at all. And um, I had earrings at the time. So the guy held Ooh. held the altar call for the clearly unsaved guy on the back row who's visiting the church for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Like, held the altar call for me. Obviously, I didn't budge. You was, and a, you, you was, a, tar- you was a target, bro. I, was, I know, yeah, right? Yeah. Then, so oh, so yeah, anybody was new is a target, Dude, too. Uh, so my, In Latin church or mm-hmm. storefront, I feel like whoever's new oh, yeah. is the target. Yeah. Because so, so, there's only a few people who are new. Church yeah. gets out, I'm beelining into my car. Like, a guy literally comes running after me and told me that during service, the Lord gave him a word for me. And that if I come back next week, he'll be released to give it to me. So he was trying to manipulate me. 
Wow, manipulator. Hey, he hit you with the Lord move. of the Rings. It's uh, like a sales tactic. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. So, I got to be released to give it side. That boy yeah. hit you with a Dragon Ball Z. I love that word, released. I'll be, I'll be released again. I have, a good, I have a good prophecy story. I went to church one time, and this lady, um, like, I at the time, I just started doing music. So I think that it was exciting. You know, I was a part of the church and doing music, and people were excited. So this lady, uh, I don't know who she was, but she grabbed the mic and she said, just like. Uh, Abraham separated the Red Sea. God's going to separate the Red Sea. And she's saying in front of a microphone, like oh, 400 people. Man. And then at the at the middle of it, she's like, Moses separated the Red Oops, say it, the Lord. Moses separated <laughs> the Red Sea. And that's what she said. And the, you're going to, like, the Red Sea and Moses. So she, like, correct. She's like, God corrected himself <laughs> in that prophecy. She's like, oops, say it, the Lord. Oops, say um, it, it was Moses who, was, who separated the Red Sea. And I that's, forgot. you know, and so we're all like, yeah. I'm like, I don't think this is going to happen for me. I'm, I'm pretty sure my career is going to be in the dumps now. It's over. Everything's over for me. This is going to hurt. Before we wrap up this episode, we want to thank Need to Breathe for being with us today. Make sure to check out their new album, Caves, and look for more of that conversation over at relevantmagazine.com. Speaking of the website, my dad wrote a bunch of stuff, but basically just go to the site a lot, sign up for Relevant Plus, and follow Relevant on social media. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Derek Marner. I'm Marty. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at RelevantMagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on The Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. I have been on the other end where I show up an hour late and I'm also like, well, this counts too. Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.